Hey Jeepers, this week we'll take a look at the current State of the Union with Jeep and FCA. We'll find out where things are at and where they're going. And later we'll talk about what you may need to bring with you on your next wheeling trip. We've got a couple of reviews to share. We play your voicemails as well. And you say you want to run 35s on your Jeep? Well, we'll talk about what you need to consider to do it. That's right. Tony's talking axles. Tammy's going to be talking trail preparedness. I'm not going to be talking tech this week, but we're all going to be talking Jeep. And it's all coming up on episode 250 of the Jeep Talk Show. This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is sponsored in part by Crawlbright Performance Off-Road Lighting. Are your AUGS lights not showing you the road or trail at night? Get some of the brightest and best-made lights on the market today at crawlbright.com and start seeing what you've been missing. That's crawlbright.com. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace First week in G. All right, Jeepers, let's, I think it's about time for a good old-fashioned State of the Union address here when we're talking about Jeep and FCA. The three-year Jeep brand sales growth streak has officially snapped. Two months after Fiat Chrysler was forced to come clean about its once record-breaking streak consecutive year-over-year U.S. sales gains, the eventual has happened. The sales streak has snapped. Jeep FCA's most valuable and globally important brand suffered a 2.7% sales decline in September, its first monthly year-over-year decline since September of 2013. The month before the, at the time, delayed, Cherokee went on sale in the U.S. This wasn't isolated to one vehicle, though. Jeep sales decline was widespread across its lineup. Cherokee fell 12%, Renegade dropped 13%, Compass declined 16%, and Wrangler sales dropped a whopping 18%. Just the Grand Cherokee and Patriot posted gains. The Grand Cherokee up 18% and the Patriot, which soon will end production, climbing 33%. I guess people are buying up the last of them before they're gone. FCA U.S. sales were judged against its most recent accounting of sales totals from December, or September rather, 2015. But even against the originally re- uh, reported numbers, Jeep still would have been down 1.1%. So the big questions, has the brightest bulb in FCA's crowded brand sign started to dim? And what would a Jeep show- slowdown mean after FCA's move to a pickup and SUV heavy future product plan? Well, Rebecca Lindland, senior analyst with KBB.com, says the level of competition is very, very fierce right now. Virtually every company, both luxury and non-luxury, is coming out with all different sizes of crossovers and SUVs. That's been Jeep's sweet spot for so many years. And now the market is plateauing. When you combine increasing competition with a plateauing market, it's not surprising that they're going to have an off month. Within their respective market segments, Jeep sales losses in September stood out. For example, while Renegade sales dropped 13%, other sub- subcompact crossovers such as the Subaru Crosstrek, Honda HRV, Chevy Trax, and Mazda CX-3 were up by double digits. And while Cherokee and Wrangler were down, the competing Toyota 4Runner in the midsize SUV segment was up 21%. Jeep's incentives in September were aggressive, though. Between consumer and dealer cash, some Jeep Cherokees had as much as $7,000 in incentives and discounts available, according to internal documents obtained by Automotive News. Likewise, the sales documents showed the Compass with regional incentives as high as $4,750, while the brand also offered 0% financing on some vehicles for up to 75 months. Now, some of the sales decline 
could be the result of inventory issues. could be seasonal. It, the Wrangler and Compass have both uh, available inventories of 51 and 55-day supply as of October 3rd, both below the 60-day supply considered optimum. Renegade has the highest available inventory levels at 114-day supply. Linland said that FCA has, quote, a lot of distractions right now. With the recall campaigns and manufacturing portfolio shifts to boost the SUV and pickup production, it's something to watch in October and November, she said. One month doesn't make a trend, but it does sort of raise the flag a little bit. Now, the Cherokee is, well, really going to be the poster child for a lot of the change here coming up. FCA already seems to have amended its strategy for the Cherokee as production prepares to move from Ohio to its new home in Belvedere, Illinois. Instead of bulking up inventories to weather any potential problems with the move, supplier sources say the FCA has actually notified them that Cherokee production is being slowed with reduced overtime and, and, and more. Indeed, a communication to workers last week, UAW Local 12 officials said that FCA has reduced Cherokee production from 20 hours per day, six days a week, to just 16 hours per day, five days a week for the last month. If Cherokee demand falters, it would be a devastating third strike for the compact, SUV, uh, compact U.S.-wide platform, which the former Fiat bought to take its, uh, brought to, to its takeover of Chrysler to underpine what it was, had been a stable of eight new vehicles. Now, only three of those eight vehicles were ever built, and of those three, the Dodge Dart and Chrysler 200 are going to be going out of production this year, mostly in part because of weak consumer demand and styling and other things. But the union also said that FCA abandoned plans to hire an additional 100 temporary workers for its Toledo Assembly Complex in Ohio. Two groups of 50 workers each were hired and underwent orientation in late September to bring the plant's temporary workforce back up to 1,000 which it was earlier this year. Now, the temporary workforce allows the complex, which builds Cherokees and Wranglers, to maximize production and add overtime, according to the union sources. But here's where things get weird. After orientation, the union said the workers were told that FCA had changed its mind and that they wouldn't be needed. That left many scrambling to find employment after leaving their jobs to come work at FCA. What does all this mean? Well, I think time will tell, ultimately. We'll need to see how the rest of the year's numbers play out and, of course, what the fallout will be from the design changes, plant movings, and model discontinuation and all that. But I think in the long run, neither FCA or Jeep will really have a whole lot to worry about. Now, the PR from all of this with the employees, and, and I mean, that's 100 jobs that suddenly lost. I think that might be something that might be in the news for a little bit longer. I want to say thanks to all of you guys out there who help us out each and every week by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. You guys have something that you think we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, by all means, shoot us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey guys, before we move on, there's uh, something we need to take a moment and, and address. Now, a, a lot of stuff has been happening behind the scenes over the last several months um, at the Jeep Talk Show headquarters, if you will. Uh, one of those things that we've kind of announced here and there were um, you know, looking for help, um, volunteers, when it comes to our social media presence. And uh, there was a man that stepped up and really helped us out. He's been a fan of the show uh, for, many, uh, for, for a long time. Um, very active in the chat room almost every single week. Uh, his name's Ted. He went by PA Jeep Freak. And unfortunately, Ted passed away this week, um, leaving a, a rather large void in, in a lot of people's lives, uh, least of which his family. Um, his presence is definitely missed here on the show. Um, he was an instrumental part um, to how we do things around here, at least behind the scenes. Ted really stepped up and, and helped us out where we needed it. And, and he not only took the baton, but he took it and ran with it and did a very, um, very, very good job at it as well. Um, it's not just that. It, it's, it's having a fellow Jeeper that was, for all intents and purposes, a part of the show. He was a part of our audience. He was a part of you know, interacting with other fans and stuff that um, were in, in the chat room every single week. And now that's gone. 
And it, it's, it's definitely sad to say the least. Um, there's really no words that can really describe um, this, this loss, but we'd like to, for just a second, take a moment of silence um, in respect for Ted McAfee, uh, AKA PA Jeep Freak, uh, for him and his family and our deepest condolences. Okay, guys, uh, we do have something we would like you to come, come and uh, take care of us for us, uh, a little call to action, if you will. We do have a survey um, available over at jeeptalkshow.com. And what this is, is just basically a means for us to help collect information about who it is who is listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Now, we're not selling this to anybody. Don't worry. We're not generating a list to, you know, sell off so we can, you know, get something or something. It's not like that. We're just looking for the data. What this is going to do is help us market the show a little bit better. We are trying to expand, everybody. We are trying to grow the show, and we're trying to get our in, in, into as big of an audience as we can and really get um, the word out to as many Jeepers as possible. Your guys' accurate and volunteered information will definitely help us to that end, and we need that help, guys. So if you can, please head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey and fill, in out the, fill out the information. Know that it's going to a good source and it's going to a good cause. Yep, yep. Uh, definitely not going to be using it to contact you in any way. It just goes to potential advertisers for them to determine if they want to advertise on a show or not. And uh, obviously, we'd like for them to advertise on our show because, as we've stated before, I want to get uh, to uh, Tommy. I want to get uh, Tammy and Josh out there to these various events and not have to have them pay for them. Uh, maybe have the, a nice hotel stay or uh, at least a, a, a knockoff tent that they can sleep in. Well, hey, I'm six foot three, and that Jeep <laughs> in the back is like five five. So I'm not sleeping in the Jeep. It just ain't happening, guys. <laughs> yeah, you angle it. You have to angle it, yeah. Josh. Diagonal. It's all about all diagonals. About. You know, uh, gee, I was going to say something, and and I'll I mentioned it on our uh, Tuesday show about uh, the passing of Ted, but uh, I'll just uh, uh, reiterate what Josh was saying. Uh, I, yeah, I hate that. It was just shocking, uh, as uh, Josh pointed out. He was Josh and Ted were about the same age. And yeah. I uh, I just hate when 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 this stuff happens. You, uh, I had no inkling. Uh, I've communicated with Ted several times, whether it's be chat or talking on the phone about uh, the direction uh, we wanted to go with uh, reaching out to folks. And he was very active. Uh, and I've I've made the joke a couple of times. He got kicked out of a couple of, uh, well, not kicked out, but he got asked not to post anything more about that damn Jeep talk show <laughs> in these uh, private Facebook pages. So he was not uh, timid when it came to promoting the show and. I don't know about you guys, but uh, it, it's common for people that are involved directly in the show to talk about, you know, how great the show is and everything, you know, because you're trying to push it. But whenever somebody that has no real affili affiliation with the show other than just being uh, a fan and enjoying the show goes out there and takes their personal time to promote the show, that says volumes about the, the show and the people that are in it. So we're... Uh, uh, for many reasons, we're going to miss Ted, but for the at least for the show part of it, we're going to miss him for that. So anyway, I forgot what I was going to say about the FCA thing. Um, gee, I just uh, I can't believe. Well, they, I mean, those hundred workers. Geez. Yeah, that's that's really bad form on FCA's part, man. I mean, yeah, the union might have had something to do with it. The, somebody might have jumped the gun. Look, we don't have the entire story, and obviously, oh. there's there's two sides to every story here. Yeah. Um, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, that's a hundred people that bona fide were you know, had quit jobs or had otherwise been or finally got that believe. job, finally got right. that job they were hoping to get. 
right? Yeah. Or yeah, led to believe that they were getting this job, and then all of a sudden the, the rug was yanked out from underneath them. So yeah, that's really bad news, and I really hope for the for the sake of those people and their families that that things um you know get the things smooth out for them, and and they hopefully they get some employment here pretty soon. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, a lot of a lot of instability right now as as you know plants are shifting and and schedules are changing and production uh, lines are are shifting and all that stuff. I know that this is going to be just uh, so much, you know, ironing out the wrinkles. There's a lot of turmoil that's going on right now over at FCA, a lot of stuff that they are having to deal with. Um, and, and because of that, there's going to be a little bit of waves in the, in the, in the water. I think there's going to be some boats that are rocking, but I think that's going to be short term in the long term of things. So uh, in the grand yeah, scheme of things, I, rather. I certainly hope so. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. Hey, folks! I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Run House! You're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Cheers! You've heard of Jeep Hair Don't Care, right? Well, I'm here talking with people who do. Care, that is. Welcome to Jeep Hair. We care. I am here with one of my favorite people on the planet, somebody I'm very proud to know and call family, my father-in-law, Pete Patrick, a former maintenance sergeant on B-52s for the United States Air Force. Pete, what do you care about? Well, I care about the veterans in this country, particularly the disabled veterans. I'm a volunteer driver, and I take them from a clinic in Athens, Georgia, over to hospital appointments in Augusta, Georgia. We wait there for them till their appointments are over, and then we drive them back to Athens to their homes. That's really great. Hey, thanks for watching Jeep Hair We Care. Here's some more information. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Oh, you most certainly are. And hey, you might want to know a little bit more about what the 4x4 Radio Network is and what it has to offer. Well, there's just one thing to do then. You need to go to 4x4radionetwork.com and just see what we have done over there. We have, well, we have the uh, the 4 by 4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, and of course the Trail Chasers podcast as well. We are adding more shows. We are adding more podcasts all the time, guys. And of course, the network is growing as well. And we could definitely use your help and your interest will definitely count. Guys, head over to 4x4radionetwork.com and learn about all of our other podcasts. And of course, you can find us there too. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G Mama. Hey, guys. Um, in two weekends, um, it's going to be the fourth annual Woman's Wheeling event at Roush Creek. And I can't wait for this awesome event. I missed the first one, but I made the last two years. And last year, I was able to drive the Clayton Off-Road Jeep. And driving that Jeep sealed my need to get my Jeep lifted. <laughs> um, this year, I'm one of the event sponsors. I donated a purple spider web shade, the J.K. Eni four-door, um, for a raffle. And being a sponsor means my logo is going to be on the t-shirt. And I'm so excited about that. I bet you didn't even know I had a logo. Well, I didn't until recently. 
I had a logo designed by the one and only Cody from Chail Tracers. Um, it's an awesome logo. I want to thank him so much for taking the time out and doing it. And if you want to see what it is, it's actually posted on my Facebook page. It's my cover photo. So anyway, I've been wheeling at Roush Creek many, many times. And before every wheeling trip, I make sure I'm well prepared. And that means pulling out my checklist and gathering all my needed gear, which includes my recovery gear, my toolbox, first aid kit, extra clothes, fire extinguisher, my portable air compressor, my tire deflators, my tire pressure gauge, my camera, my video camera, and of course my lunch. Now, one thing I have never brought on one of my trips to Roush Creek is extra spare parts, and I have never brought extra fluids. As I was searching around today um, for off-road um, lists, those items are on everybody's what you should have when you go off-roading. So now I'm like, God, am I being a bad off-roader if I don't have these extra things? And what spare parts would I bring? I mean, I have a spare tire. And, you know, come to think of it, I don't know if my spare tire is going to do me any good because now that I'm lifted, I don't know if my current jack can even lift up my Jeep to get this tire off. Anyway, and as for the fluids, I'm wondering what do I truly need? And I found a list online and some of the suggested fluids were engine oil, brake fluid, power steering fluid, automatic transmission fluid, coolant or water, bearing grease, WD-40, I have that, <laughs> starter fluid, extra gas. I don't think I'll be needing this because I usually fill up at the gas station right near the off-road park, and I've never gone through more than a quarter of a tank of gas. So Tony and Josh, I know um, it's important to me to have this stuff, but how important is it to me for me to have spare parts, and what about the fluids? Um, I'd love to get your input. All right, well... Uh- Look, I'm a boy. I was a boy scout. And, and so, you know, the whole be prepared thing, you know, and, and I've, I'm a horribly guilty of being an overpacker. Yeah. So when I go out for an actual bona fide wheeling trip, if I'm just going to go out and go hit the, the logging roads, if I'm going out and camping, it's a completely different story. But look, if I'm going to go out and I know that I'm going to be hitting the rocks and I know I'm going to be getting on some pretty gnarly trails, I mean, I'm going out to wheel. You know, and everybody has their own style of wheeling and the own, their own kind of trails that they like to hit and the, and the terrain that they, that they deal with and all that sort of stuff. So it's a little bit different for everybody. But for me, because I know I'm going to be on the rocks and stuff, I do bring an extra driveline. I do bring an, a couple extra uh, axle shafts. I do bring a, uh, some U-joints. I have a milk crate that has all the fluids that I'm going to need. I have a milk crate and a toolbox that I, that I pack that has you know, the tools that I know that I'm going to need. It also has, you know, a few other things, a couple of critical sensors, you know, electrical tape, uh, gorilla, gl- uh, gorilla tape, um, zip ties, you know, all that stuff that, you know, comes in handy should the worst case scenario arise. But is it necessary for everybody to carry that every time they go out? No, absolutely not. And like I said, I definitely overpack. Now, a lot of this definitely comes into the whole never wheel alone type of rule, you right. know, because if you're there with somebody else, then they've got some stuff too. And not everybody has to pack everything. When I'm going out on like a weekend long excursion with some of my other buddies, we all kind of coordinate so that not everybody is, so we don't have, you know, three rolls of duct tape there. We don't need three rolls of duct tape. We only need one roll of duct tape. You know, we only need one bundle of zip ties. We only need one of this, one of that, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, there's some of that that goes along with it as well. Now, that's not to say that every Jeeper shouldn't be prepared for the worst case scenario. 
I definitely always am for the mindset of plan for the worst and hope for the best. So, you know, take that in the spirit to what's intended and, and you, know, uh, you know, outfit yourself and prepare yourself accordingly. Well, you have to look at it like this, Tammy. Um, what is most likely to go awry for the fluids aspect? Um, more, more than likely, it's going to be your cooling system for your engine. That's the thing that's probably going to take the damage because the radiator is somewhat exposed, you know, to being limbs and that type of thing. But it really depends on how you drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I, there's some some great stuff. Josh, you probably re- remember the name of that tape that sticks it to itself, and it's great for gorilla tape. Re- no, no, for hose repairs. Uh-huh. It's oh, kind of a silicone uh, thing. Yeah, it's like extreme silicone tape or something like that. I've actually have a little roll of that too in my little emergency box that I yeah. take. So those things I have not uh, not used it yet, but it will hold the pressure of a ruptured hose. Oh, I've wrapped it around my finger really good and had oh, to cut it off. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it, it does yeah. work. Cut your finger off? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, no, I, you know, you, you, it, I mean, trust me, that stuff, it, it, it stick to itself. It's, it's, it will handle a lot of PSI. Yes. I really amazing. stretched it and I wanted to see if it would, you know, if I could get it on there and then get it off and no, you're not going to get it off. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things to where it's, it's, if you have a radiator hose blow and you don't have a radiator hose with you, you'll definitely want to have this yes. stuff and you can, you can get it online we featured it on amazon you bought what before you can get it on amazon.com you can get it at your oh, it's like parts store. it's like can, five bucks i think for yeah a roll. It's, i mean serious under ten dollars and it's real small roll and and, yeah, if, and, it, and if you don't tie it down and hit you in the back of the head it's not gonna be the end of the world exactly <laughs> <laughs> not like an axle shaft but something like that to me is the biggest thing but the problem is going to be is you're going to lose coolant Whenever that hose goes, you're going to be able to fix the hose. So, you know, you're going to need some some water, at least some water to go in there to get right. you off the trail and maybe do a gas station or auto parts well, place or, or, or whatever. So Now, you guys are, are, are in different parts of the state. And obviously, uh, every state and, and every off-road area has its own rules and whatnot. But one of the rules out in my neck of the woods uh, when you're out and in, in playing around in the national forest is uh, that if you don't have a fire extinguisher, you have to have a gallon of water with you. And always have a, a, a shovel with a minimum of, I think it's a 36-inch handle or something like that, um, you know, for, for digging a fire or, you know, something oh, like that. So they're yeah, very, a, they're very cautious about, you know, fire danger and stuff like that out here. Now, obviously, that, those rules don't apply during the winter. But nonetheless, I always carry a fire extinguisher with me regardless. All right. I thought I had some here. And I actually, I got, got them in several different colors. Uh, they do make them in red, by the way. Of course they do. <laughs> really? But, who uh, knew? Yeah. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? <laughs> who would have guessed that you would have had a roll? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is white, and uh, it, uh, they all, it doesn't, you know, the colors don't matter. I, I kind of like the different colors because it gives you an idea of where the, uh, where the problem was and where the fix was. So, uh, and uh, I don't know this stuff. You might fix a hose and use it for another 300,000 miles. But uh, I think you said it right. It's uh, extreme tape. And just holding that up for the camera right now. I think uh, we can see it, but it's called Extreme Tape. And uh, yeah, I did get it from Amazon.com. And if you're going to buy from Amazon, don't uh, forget to go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon before you make your purchase. Uh, But yeah, that's good stuff to have. So uh, the other thing I'd mention, Tammy, is whatever you go to take with you and, you know, you get a brand new Jeep virtually. I mean, I think its anniversary is uh, this Halloween. Um, You can never take enough things. But whenever you get back home and you didn't use any of it, it was all useless. You know, you had no use for it. Now you need to unload it. So uh, you just have to think about what the most likely thing is. But no matter what you carry, you need to make sure that you tie it down so it doesn't hit you in the back of the head like I was mentioning in this tape. And those liquids are heavy. 
I start talking about taking axle shafts and, and, and stuff like that with me and, you know, a uh, section of driveline, you know, all, all that stuff is, is in between my back seat and all the stuff that's ratcheted down and everything else. So even if I did end up on my roof, worst case scenario, none of that stuff is going anywhere. So there you go. That's a good idea. Ratchet straps. They're, they're not very expensive. You can get, uh, like about eight or nine of them for, uh, 20 bucks. Like yeah, at Sam's exactly. Club. I have a bunch of those as well. And okay, good. You know what I'm talking about now? I would not yep. use the bungee cords. Ratchet straps are good for like 30,000 pounds. And uh-huh. I mean, bungee cords, you know, time and place, you know, it really depends on what you're doing and how you're doing it. Bungee cords can be just fine. Obviously, you don't want to hold down your high lift jack with a bungee cord. It's it. That's, you know, that's not going to work too well, especially in a rollover. But, you know, for for, you know, keeping contents inside of a milk crate, you know, bungee cord, a bungee cord net would work just fine. Um, well, you know, a, net's like different. That. A, net, a net is different, but the, the, just the bungee cord itself is, is very elastic. And if you put a lot of weight against it, it's going to, you know, uh, stretch. So Tammy, you do have a high lift type of Jack, don't you? Yeah, I do. So, uh, is that, uh, mounted in your Jeep or is it just no, laying actually, in it? Actually, no, it's not. It, um, I can put it underneath the, the rear seats. So if you slide it in, so just I would right. I would make sure that you can get to it easily, and right. then secure it. I would seriously consider looking at getting a mount of some kind for your bumper. Yeah, that's I was thinking about that, and then maybe painting or, it purple. You know, Tammy, an, another <laughs> option. I don't. You, you've probably seen them either out on the road or out on the trails or whatnot. Is the um the hood lift or the uh, the hood mount for the high lift right. jacks where it uh, yep. it attaches to the. Uh, um, a couple of the uh, the screw points for where the the hinges are, or something like that. I, I forgot exactly. Isn't how it, there uh, like how a, it a bumper? Like. There's a couple little bumper uh, stops, so like it keeps it off of the windshield well, or something. I yeah, it, well, it raises it up off the hood. It's it's your um, it's your responsibility to keep it off your windshield or your cowl. No, I'm talking um, about those those bumps. There's little bumpers or something on the hood hood itself, and I, I've seen. Them oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be uh, it might be those. But so, I'll um, warn you. I'll warn you of this, and I want to ask somebody that has one. How in the hell do you get that thing off without scratching the hood? Oh, it's really easy. I mean, I seriously. mean, because it, it sits on two platforms, and so you you take off your you take off your um you know your your hand yeah, screws or whatever no, you want to call it. them, but it's heavy. Uh, and and you and well, depending on your lift, jack is heavy. Yeah, and yeah. depending on your lift, you're you're really extending yourself with your arms. Me. Yeah, I mean, you need I to. I, I guess I, I guess I take it for granted. I've got you know some upper body strength and whatnot, so it's not that I don't see that as a big deal. Right. Obviously, you know, um, somebody like in, in Tammy's shoes, especially now their Jeep is lifted might have a harder time getting the leverage to pull exactly. a high lift jack off of a, yeah. off of a, um, you know, amount like that. Again, you know, everybody used a little ounce of common sense. It, it, that type of thing might not be for everybody. No. Then again, you know, I don't know how tall Tammy is. I don't, don't know her body strength, you know, that sort of stuff. So this might be something that's very easily done for her. Um, it, maybe not, you know, I don't know. I'd like to hear for somebody that, uh, has actually experienced the, uh, the high lift jack on the hood of a lifted, uh, Jeep, whether it's, uh, well, I, in, I installed the one on the, on the Northwest metal cloak Jeep and actually had a couple of opportunities to, to utilize it. Now I, I know that my opinion is a little biased and, and I just told you why. Well, Obviously, yeah, you're su- you were fight, successful but, with it, but I'd like but to yeah. hear somebody that, uh, and it's also an opportunity to, uh, me fish for people to call into the show, Josh. Ah, there you go. <laughs> really quick, how can people do that? <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much. And if anyone out there has anything else to add, I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email at info at jeeptalkshow.com and use the subject line Wrangler Talk 
Or you can head over to jeeptalkform.com and post in my Wrangler Talk segment. Now, the Jeep Talk Forum is our new forum that we just created for you. It isn't your typical type of forum. There are no dumb questions, no flaming, or telling you to go to Google to search for something. (laughs) And you can find out more behind the stories and information we share here with you on the show. That's the jeeptalkforum.com. Hope to see you there. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Wow, wouldn't it be cool if they were listening to us on the radio? So uh, you guys need to call us and let us know where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show. Make it uh, colorful. Make it uh, clean. No, it doesn't have to be clean. Just uh, call in and let us know. 530-675-4102. All right, Jeepers, we all love our Jeeps, right? Heck, I talk about what I'm going to be doing to mine on almost a weekly basis. So if you guys love your Jeep like I love mine, you don't want to like, then you don't like skimping on the important things. And I don't know about you, but seeing as much of the trail at night is pretty important to me. So if you've gone out and picked up a set of those cheapo LED lights off of eBay and have been left with a bad case of lumen envy, then let me introduce you to the guys who can fix your lighting woes once and for all. The folks over at Super Bright Performance Off-Road Lighting are offering some of the highest quality lighting at a fraction of the price of those other guys. And they don't even use the same quality parts. Crawl Bright uses strong aircraft-grade aluminum. All their lights come with a virtually unbreakable polycarbonate lens. Not only the best name brand, uh, and they use only the best, best name brand LEDs to give you the brightest light. Not only are these lights 100% waterproof, but they're also backed by a three-year replacement guarantee, giving you a nice, bright peace of mind. So ditch the dim lights and step out of the dark and into the bright side with crawlbright.com. And for a limited time, check this out, Jeepers. Enter Jeep Talk Show, all one word, at your checkout for a massive 20% discount on your entire order. Not just one item, the entire order. Head over to crawlbright.com right now and get yours right away. 20%, that's amazing. You know, this 20%. reminds me... Uh, I don't know how, what kind of experience you've had with your LED light bar, uh, Josh, and yours is an eBay light bar, isn't it? Uh, not exactly. No, but it's, it's not, it's not a rigid industries. You know, it's right. not one of the, um, the big, you know, the big three that well, you see who out can there, afford so. one of those anyway. Seriously. <laughs> they were like $1,500 the last time I looked. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. So, uh, I was actually, I actually bought a, a 44 inch, uh, LED light bar, uh, Cree with the three watt LEDs. And, uh, I had it for a pretty good while before I mounted it up. Uh, of course I hooked it up to, uh, I got a 12, uh, 12 volt power supply, uh, mm-hmm. like 50 amp, uh, 12 Ooh, volt power supply. One. Yeah. It's, it's one I use for my uh, ham radio stuff. And, uh, so I hooked it up and tried it and you go, good Lord, it was bright as hell. But you know, yeah. in comparison to the seven inch led light bar that I have the two and the 20 inch that I have, it's just not what I expected in a 44 inch LED light bar. Uh-huh. So I've recently been thinking about uh, what can I get that would be better than what, you know, at least come up with something that has as much brightness as what these three little lights do. Yeah, right. And it's strange because I got them from the same vendor on eBay and it's Cree hmm. and it's three watts and et cetera, et cetera. So hmm. uh, I just thought it was, uh, uh, you know, with you reading this, uh, this promo for our, our advertiser that 
it kind of dovetailed into what you were saying is that uh, I'm happy with the other three, but that one, the, the big one I have on top is just not doing it for me. Oh, uh, you yeah, know, it may be bright be solution. Yeah. It may be bright as all hell, but to me, I'd like to see a little more light out of it when it turns on. I'd like to hear more gasping, you know, when I <laughs> <laughs> like to hear the moisture in the, in the atmosphere vaporizing as yes, you turn it on. <laughs> it's it. You understand. Is it too much to ask? Really? <laughs> So I may be doing something with that. And the one I have on there may be going on my, uh, my wife's TJ. She'll never, notice. Oh, there you go. She'll yeah. never notice a difference. Perfect. She'll never turn it on. <laughs> Probably not. Huh? Yeah. No, actually she likes lights too. So she may, but uh, it'll be, it'll be fine for her until she sees the one that I, that I put online. Alrighty. So let's get over to our reviews. I think I'm lost in the notes. Is it reviews? It is it's time reviews. for reviews, yeah, okay, good. and we've got a couple really good ones here this week, guys. You, uh, you've definitely been active, and hey, look, if you want to let us know how we're doing, guys, if you want to review the show officially, well, of course, we're going to air it on the show. We're going to read those reviews. We're going to read those comments. You can find us on iTunes and all those other places, guys, pretty much anywhere where you can find the Jeep Talk Show. There is going to be a means for you guys to leave us a comment or rate the show on iTunes. you got those stars. We'd love those five-star ratings, guys, but of course, any constructive criticism we get, we always read it verbatim. So this week, we've got a couple here for you guys. Who's first up? Well, the first one is Christopher Dean. Um, he reviewed the Jeep Talk Show on Facebook, gave us five stars. He reviewed it October 10th. I started listening through some of the shows today at work. It sure helped time fly by, and it's going to suck once I'm through <laughs> all of them. I love the tech talk as well as having listeners call in with whatever info they have to share. I also heard y'all wanted more reviews, so here's mine. As for the Jeep Wave, smile. You own a Wii, a Jeep. Wave, damn it. You're driving one. My Jeep, my Jeeps have wave, damn it, across the windshield in big, <laughs> oh, bold letters. Oh, I love it. Uh, Jeep Mama, if you're in the Maryland, Frederick County area, we may have shared a wave. Thanks for all you do. Keep it up. Way cool. <laughs> wave, damn it. Ah, that's a great, that's a great <laughs> review. Love that one. Love the comments in that one. Well, Christopher, thank you so much for for that awesome five-star review and and uh and taking the time to to write all that out. Love the idea of the wave damn it across the windshield. That is just yes. stellar, man. Way to go. Way <laughs> to go. Well, we've got another one here from uh Goose Tatum. He reviewed the Jeep Talk Show, gave us a five-star review. He says, Hey guys, this is day two of listening. I'm loving it so far. I'm gonna give you all a holler soon. I have a white XJ with green and purple accents. I've named it White Noise because the XJ is making a comeback, much like a ghost. <laughs> Team Red. Why? First Jeep I ever rode in was, a it was in 1998. My mom bought a brand new red 1998 ragtop Wrangler. She is still running that little thing to this day. You keep up, y'all keep up the good work. P.S. Tammy, I recently just did my first diff cover upgrade, Poison Spider Bombshell. Very easy and super quick. Just make sure you leave the top bolt in so the cover doesn't jump off and splash in your drain fluid plant fluid pan. It tastes terrible. And I can <laughs> oh. account for that. I know. I've actually Imagine. gotten a little bit of that stuff on my mouth, on my lips, too. And well, you never get that taste out. I just want to throw this, uh, this in really quick. Ooh, red Jeeps are sexy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tammy has one of those fancy diff covers, uh, I mean, uh, differentials, where it actually has a bolt there on the side that she can drain it. It's uh, yeah. So she didn't um, have to worry about that uh, draining well, it like us peons do. Some people said, oh, you don't even need to drain it. You just take the bolts off and it'll all come out. That's the way and most think, of us have to do it. Yeah, yeah that would have made a huge mess. <laughs> it really would. I would have made a big mess. Would yeah, increase the smell out. too. I get a drain pan out of there. It's, it's not too bad. Yeah, you well, get thank you very much, one. Goose. And uh, thank you very much, Christopher, for uh, leaving us our reviews. And you guys out there too, take the opportunity right now to 
push pause, head over to iTunes or wherever you can find us and leave us a review right now. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we have a, uh, a voicemail from uh, goose coming up here really soon. So oh, yay. you guys hang in there for that. You can, uh, uh, hear the words straight out of uh, Goose's mouth. That is, Talk that, to me, Goose. That didn't sound right. <laughs> well, hey, guys, this normal ordinarily be where we're going to jump into Tech Talk. We don't have Tech Talk for this week, guys. Um, oh I will God. get back to that next week. Hey, in the meantime, though, if you've got something that's tech-related that's going on in your own build or maybe you have a question rattling around in your head or maybe just something you just posted up on the forum and, well, you'd like our take on it, well, shoot us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line Tech Talk. And just let your fingers do the walk and go ahead and type out your question and let me know. And I'll be sure to answer it right here on the air. Oh, and don't forget, you can go over there and uh, ask Josh questions about uh, past Tech Talks uh, at jeeptalkforum.com. Just look for the uh, Tech Talk with uh, Jeep Talk uh, segment or uh, section. Yeah, we're going to be... We're going to be trying to get uh, all of the past Tech Talk uh, segments added to the forum here as time goes. Guys, it'll probably be a slow process, but the archive will be built up over time. And uh, if you'd like to add to it and, well, stake your place in perpetuity, by all means, <laughs> get in on the game. Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? Now, Darryl, I think you ought to keep that rig at the mall. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you've got Dana 60s and 40. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use some Dana with them, with them super swampers. <laughs> and if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a deck of big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. Yeah, you need to give me a beer. <laughs> exactly. So you guys, the I mean, I know that you listen to other podcasts besides ours. You need to go. Say it isn't so. You need to let those podcasts, those other podcasts know that you want the sound quality that you get from the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, right. I mean, this is that plain and simple. If we can do it and we're a bunch of knuckleheads, everybody else can too. So let them know that I want your show to sound as good as the Jeep Talk Show. You know, it'd be awesome. We uh, we could also start getting these. <laughs> no, these wait calls. for it. Chat room wait again. for it. <laughs> this is wait. <laughs> I was go- I was sorry. I couldn't. I was like one one thousand. Well, let's see how long it takes. I, 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 I was I was I typing can't in let the it chat go any room and, and I'm like I was like, oh my god, it's really quiet. Oh my god, it's my turn. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I do that every time. Uh, hey folks, funny. we love hearing from you. So be sure to call our voicemail at five three zero six seven five. Or one zero two, or you can jump over to our website at jeeptalkshow.com and leave us a message. Just click on the leave voicemail button on the right hand side of the screen. Young lady, you have a chat room problem. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24 7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do. So at the beep, leave your message. What's up, Jeep Talk Show? This is Rob Goventure. I'm catching up on some uh, back episodes of the live call in show. And uh, I'm not sure if you've done it yet, but I think a great topic that you all can uh, discuss is living the Jeep life. Talking about, uh, I guess, some of your or some of our favorite Jeep adventures. Uh, we think it's a good idea. Run with it and uh, keep the Jeep life uh, rolling. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm glad that he mentioned that. We've been forgetting to promote our uh, Jeep Talk call-in show I know, here on these shows. I know. Uh, you know that. It's uh, it's been. Uh, I know. 10, I keep forgetting about it because you guys don't ever mention it. That's right. Uh, hardly ah. hardly ever say anything about it at all. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Not like uh, like yeah, with yeah. the Amazon yeah. stuff. JeepTalkShow.com/slash Amazon. 
Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, subtle. you guys Super should come. In, yeah, no, you guys should join us uh, Tuesday nights. Uh, Tammy and I and uh, Josh, one out of ten shows, uh, he calls in. So, uh, but you join us over there. It's really a show about you guys. Uh, we, we, it's a call-in show. We want to talk to you. We have a subject for the first 15 minutes, and then the second 15 minutes of the show, uh, we uh, let you choose what you want to talk about. So, like what you were talking about, Rob, if you want to do uh, talk about the uh, Jeep Adventures, call in. Let us know what your Jeep Adventure was. And uh, yep. it's a great idea. I love uh, hearing about any kinds of adventures, but if a Jeep's involved, it's kind of like a movie with explosions. Oh, yeah. It just makes it that right? much better. <laughs> I, I just added that question to our list of questions. Oh, Thank good. you. Oh. All right, let's get over to our next uh, voicemail. Hey, guys. Just going to see how y'all's Thursday night was going. <laughs> I've only been listening to y'all for two days, and, well, I'm hooked. I'm <laughs> running backwards through all the videos and the uh, or not the videos, the little podcast on Ohio Radio, and y'all are y'all are pretty funny. Y'all keep it going, and uh, if y'all need me, I'll be out in the garage doing the rear brakes on my XJ and adding a new skid plate to the transfer case. Oh, All right, you guys take it easy now. <clears throat> Josh knows. Josh knows how important those uh, transfer case skids are, actually are. All too well, unfortunately. <laughs> All too well. It's Murphy's Law, man. You don't have one. You know you're going to crack it. So, uh, Goose, thanks a lot. Wow, two days and you're hooked. That's uh, that's. I that's think that's a quick. Cool. That's a quick addiction. I think we could be right in there with crack cocaine with uh, that mm. kind of. Uh, although <laughs> I think it's once and you're addicted with uh, crack cocaine. So rear brakes. Oh my God, that's fun. I need to do mine. Um, buddy of mine kept telling me, "Don't do the rear, rear brakes. Get you a uh, disc uh, conversion." And there you uh, go. just do that. But I think I'm going to, I mean, I keep waiting. Uh, you know, I'm going to go to the junkyard. I'm going to get the, the grand uh, Cherokee uh, uh, rear disc brakes and never do it. So I'm going to do, just go ahead and do the, the drum brake. Uh, hey, I need to uh, interject here really quick. <laughs> sure. uh, we've got a couple of storms that are rolling into the Northwest here right now. And I just uh, saw my lights flicker. So if I suddenly disappear, um, it's because uh, we were getting hit uh, with a little bit of a, an early fall storm. Uh, actually there's, there's three fronts total that are moving in over the next 36 to 48 hours. My goodness. So, and the, uh, the first one is, uh, is hitting us pretty much right as we speak. So, so yeah, we'll I just, I just saw the first little Josh. flicker and yeah. So the temperature is better there or you're a little well, it's, more it's comfortable northwest, now. So it's, it's mild and you know, it's the, the furnace gets flicked on here every so often. And, uh, sometimes it gets a little warm in the studio. I mean, I've got multiple monitors, lights and all yeah, that other stuff. Yeah. So. I really should have a fan going in here year round, but, well, if, uh, if, but nonetheless, if, if we get a, a real honest to goodness sponsor, we'll uh, buy you a uh, one of those portable no one of those portable air conditioners. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tammy. All those little, por- little portable air, air conditioners, and you can wheel it around and have it blow straight on you whenever uh, whenever the show's on. And we want to see you wipe or yourself. We can get down. him like a hat with a fan right here. I think Blown. he'd have to strengthen his neck muscles. Oh boy. <laughs> But no, no like honestly, in the, you know, in the what we've been doing fans, this, Josh is just continuing on with the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say what in the in the four or five years that we've been doing this, you know, I, I don't think I've had a power outage during the middle of the show once. I've had some technical issues and all that sort of stuff, but uh, but never had a uh, mid-show power outage. So yeah, it actually works out pretty well. So uh, let's. This is my opportunity to remind you guys about the survey. So uh, take our go over and take our survey survey at jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. And uh, no salesman will call. Nobody will knock on your door. We just want this information so that we can shop the show, 
to advertisers so we can buy, you know, Josh and a nice air conditioner and maybe get you people uh, out there to the uh, wheeling events across the nation and bring in more subject matter for the Jeep Talk Show. We, we just want to expand the show. So please take a moment to go to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey and answer those questions. It will take you literally less than two minutes, probably a minute, if that. All right, let's talk about Jeep Cherokee from stock to Wheeler. Now, my experience is with the 97 Plus, specifically a 98. I do all have a 99, but I've done limited modifications to it. Frankly, I don't see a damn bit of difference <laughs> between the two, except for like the uh, the uh, the intake is all curvy on the 99 and it's square on the 98. Uh, uh, off topic here, I uh, do have a 99 intake on my 98 now. Uh, but anyway, so uh, let's talk about this. Now, everybody likes bigger tires. And uh, so you may be saying to yourself, I want to run 35s on my Cherokee. Well, you can do it. But uh, now keep in mind the last time you could do it, but I want you to understand the last time I ran anything bigger than 33 inch uh, diameter tires was in 1985 <laughs> and they were 36 and a half inch tires, but it was on my 1983 Chevrolet short wheelbase truck. Uh, definitely different than a Cherokee. Uh, I did this because I asked the tire place, what's the largest tire I could fit under my truck with a four inch lift? <laughs> they said, well, I think we can get a 36 and a half inch in there. Let's do it. So I was in my uh, early twenties and, uh, <laughs> that's what I ran. Uh, I didn't know anything oh, about, goodness. I didn't know anything about diff regearing, uh, any of that stuff. And of course there was no internet in uh, an 85 for me to look things up. So you may be wanting to make the same sort of decision I made with your Jeep, and that's fine if your goal is to have a great aggressive look with little or no chance for off-road time. <laughs> <laughs> now, we all know hundreds or even thousands of people that have ran 35s locked and climbed sides of sheer rock faces without a moment's issue. But that's not me and you, is it? Because <laughs> it's going to break on one of us, for, for one of us. So before you slap 35s on your Cherokee, you're going to need to make a few, uh, you're going to make sure that you have adequate bracing between that steering box and that thin metal frame-like thing called the unibody. Uh, you'll pull that steering box right off the unibody and it will not steer at all because <laughs> the, the steering box will just move around while you're trying to change the direction of those tires. So you can swap those axles uh, off your Cherokee to Dana 44s if you can find them and if you can afford them. Uh, or uh, you'll need to start polishing that Dana 30 with chrome molly axles, a truss, especially if you're going to put a locker in it. Now, the Chrysler 8.25 will handle 35s locked, but only if you have the 27 uh, spline 97 or newer version. I think the, the earlier versions are like 23 spline, and I have heard it is not much better. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you got uh, the 97, you can find some of them in the 96s, but the 97 um, to 98s are, are 27 spline. The 98 and or the 99s and up are uh, 29 spline. It's 27 and 29 are the numbers you're looking at. Oh, good. And the, and the later models better. are all 29 spline. What's the, uh, the Dana 44? 30... Okay. 30 or 31, Cause, I believe. Because I was thinking that the, the Dana 44 was 29. That's where I was thinking uh, no, the well, there People break it down. The, the Dana 44 and the Chrysler 8 and a quarter are within 5% of strength of each other. By yeah, the yeah, yeah. That's that, it, yeah, exactly. And I'll, I'll just mention this to you. It, at the end here where I say, where did I go wrong? You can't say anything because you've already had it. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say something? <sighs> yes. 
now. <laughs> did you did you finish your thing here? No. Are you done? Oh. Well, wait. See? That's how you do it, Josh. <laughs> so anyway. Just mute, just mute the mic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so anyway, no, it's it's great having the input. So uh, it, as I was saying, the Chrysler 8.25s will handle the 35s lock. This is what I've heard and read. I have not experienced it myself. So, but like uh, like we were pointing out, you want to get the 97 or newer version. And the mm-hmm. 97 may not, I think that was a, a mid-year type thing. So you have to really look at it closely. I think if you get a 98 or uh, or newer up to 2001, it, you'd be pretty, uh, uh, pretty. Uh, yeah, chances would be good to get the right number of uh, uh, splines and have that strength that's equal to, almost equal to the Dana 44. So <clears throat> now I know one person that has a locked Dana 35 that wheels a lot and hasn't broken it through careful and considerate driving. But then again, he's running 31s. And of course, I'm talking about Steve uh, 4.3 LXJ. If uh, you have a Dana 35, just do the direct shop, uh, swap with a $100 to $125.97 plus Chrysler 8.25. All right, for everybody but Josh, where did that go wrong? Let me know uh, or uh, <laughs> add what you've said or add to what I've uh, said. You can go to jeeptalkforum.com or email me at info at uh, jeeptalkshow.com with stock to wheeler in the subject line. Tammy, go right ahead. You know, you don't need to worry about 35s if you just get a Wrangler. But you got to pay for it. Not really. <laughs> well, I'm not marrying some guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the night's young. Anything's possible. No. <laughs> I've got I've got standards, damn it. <laughs> no, but it's 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 true. You can go out and buy an already built Jeep. And uh, uh, there's a certain part of me that likes that idea because you just go out and enjoy it. The downside to it is, is that you don't know how it's put together. Right. And when things start making noises or things break, you, it, it's a learning experience that you have to do immediately. Now, you could probably do the same thing with a sport. Oh, you can, but you have to change out the right. axles or... Right. No, you would, you would have to build up the sport for all the things that you wanted. Right. But the 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 difference between the Cherokee and the Sport, any really any other models besides the Rubicon, they're they're basically the same thing, except the Cherokee is going to cost you a lot less than right. the Wrangler. So, uh, I mean a lot less. I mean you could get, you can get Cherokees for 500 bucks in good shape. And then you throw uh, if you threw $10,000 into it, it'd be like a uh, a space module. I mean, uh, uh, like the shuttle or something, because it would be just hell on wheels. Oh, and that's what um, Eric from isn't he from Canada? He called into the Jeep Talk Colin show. Space rag. What, yeah, space space rag, <laughs> and that's what he was saying. That's why he went with the Cherokee because mm-hmm. you know it's less expensive, and he can have all this money to do all these things he wants to extremely do capable Jeep. vehicle and yeah. and, mm-hmm. and you're not part of the the standard wrangler crowd no offense tammy it's it's you, you're a little different you're a jeeper but you're right. you're doing it a little differently and then it's kind of like uh, what you do with putting accents on your jeep you it, oh. it it even makes it more so uh you know your jeep whenever you're not in with that same crowd i mean we're all jeepers i love wranglers but it's nice doing it a little different right and you know i got my jeep because of the top to take the top down. You so can't. You can't. All, yeah, you can't do that with a Cherokee. No. Although a sawzall will, in an afternoon, will take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, now is the time you've all been waiting for. It's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. 
from the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I'd like to congratulate Tammy for earning her uh, Jeep badge of honor. Uh-huh. And uh, I'd like to know why they don't make uh, badge Jeep badge of honor for uh, us men. I'm talking for for the real accomplishments, <laughs> like uh, holding your wife's purse while she's in the changing room, <laughs> or uh, going to Walmart at 2.30 in the morning for a gallon of milk, which... Walmart after hours is a totally different Walmart. Or for going, uh, taking a car full of teenage girls to a Justin Bieber concert. There should Just be a no. huge badge of honor, maybe even a trophy for that. Yeah, that one. All right, boys and girls, I'll uh, chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. <laughs> There's all kinds of badges of honor that there should be, but uh, unfortunately, Jeep only hands out the ones that they hand out. You haven't got, yeah, and you some haven't, folks are even upset with some of the trails. Like some, some of the states are are even left off or areas they don't even have trails where you can get the badge. Hmm. So have which yours, I still haven't gotten mine. That's what I was going to ask if you had seen yours yet. Nope. Oh well, it'll come in eventually. Maybe for Christmas. They they say or that holiday. Oh, that would be nice if it came in around that time. Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present. You bought what? what? Oh, you know it. Oh, what? You know it. You love it. And uh, Josh is going to inform us, uh, give us the Reader's Digest version of what it means. Yeah, what does it mean? Well, guys, if you'd like to support the XJ Talk, the <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's wow. another one for you. <laughs> you'd like to support the Jeep Talk Show, guys. And uh, well, you don't want to get into the subscription thing, or you don't quite know how to do it. Well, just do it by your regular online shopping. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com/slash/amazon. From that link, everything that you throw into your uh, your shopping cart over the next 24 hours, we're going to get a little chunk of if you buy it. You're not going to get charged anymore. There's no secret markup, none of that stuff. It's a great way for you guys to support the Jeep Talk Show just by doing some online shopping through Amazon.com. We get a little, uh, you know, a few percentages, points, if that. I mean, we're talking pennies on a lot of orders, but every nickel counts, guys. And it's a great way to help keep the lights on and keep us bringing great content to you guys. So, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Anything that you can buy, you can find it there and you can support the Jeep Talk Show while doing it. Oh my God, I think you can buy anything from Amazon. Seriously. I mean, I I just got a battery. I mean, I've never bought a battery online before. Free shipping. We buy our Doritos and Gatorade on Amazon. Oh, see? And uh, and of course you- I need to keep my husband reminding him. I was going to say, and of course you go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon first, right? Yep. Just say yes. There you go. Yes, you do. The first <laughs> item we have is a Dorman 525-118 clock spring for $53.88. It's a direct replacement for a proper fit every time. Secure direct fit connectors are pre-attached. No wire splicing is necessary. Quality tested for trouble-free installation. Durability, or Durably engineered for long-lasting performance, and it fits the 97-plus Jeep Cherokee. You know what a clock spring is, Tammy? No, you guys are talking about this. It has something to do with starting your engine, right? Uh, close. It goes in the your, it goes in the steering. it goes in the steering, steering wheel, wheel, and it attaches yep. the the buttons and the horn and everything. Like if you got cruise control, it attaches all that stuff to the electronics, and they call it a clock spring because it it's all it's this flat wire that is all wound up like you would see in the back of a watch. And now, didn't you weren't you guys talking about that a couple like more than a couple episodes back? But somebody's clock spring was all messed up, right? 
I think we were talking about possible, you know, troubleshooting uh, of, of of one issue or another, and mm-hmm. that could have been one of the potential issues. Like but it's really bag. hard to hard to troubleshoot that particular device because typically they either work or they don't. And as they start to go out, it's typically an intermittent problem, yeah. and it's nearly impossible to diagnose. The airbag, but it's 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 very specific issues. The airbag light will come on on your dash. Because it's stay on. Because it, yeah, it'll come on and stay on, or it'll be intermittent, like what Josh is saying. That's what the ninety nine is doing right now. So I actually need to, uh, I need to buy one of these and uh, pull the steering wheel and disable the airbag and all the rest of that crap, so I can replace it. Uh, it, it went out on my ninety eight uh, some number of years ago, uh, but anyway, it's uh, it just basically connects all the buttons and stuff on the the uh, on the horn switch to the rest of the electronics of the vehicle, and it's uh, in a clock spring configuration, so you can turn the steering wheel and it doesn't break the wires. Learn something new every day. Yes, you do. All right, so let's get on to our next one. Uh, this is a great purchase. Uh, it is the Jeep Cherokee XJ 1984 to 2001 Advanced Performance Modifications uh, Performance How-Tos. It was uh, $19.54 for this purchaser. Uh, in the Jeep uh, Cherokee XJ 1984-2001 Advanced Performance Modifications, the upgraded modifications of all components are covered to provide complete performance package for maximum off-road performance. Now, this book is by friend of the show, Eric Zappi. Eric's been on our show in the, in the far distant past, and of course, uh, Josh and I have talked about this fairly recently. We need to have him back on. And there's actually two books that Eric has written, both about the beloved Jeep Cherokee. So, uh, just go over there and look. Actually, look for Eric Zappi, Z A P P E, on Amazon, and you can find uh, all the books that he has written. And I would really recommend buying all of them. And I, I think you would support that, Josh. I absolutely would. I do have both of them myself. Uh, I, I look through them often. Now, the first one is definitely for anybody who is getting into jeeping at all. And frankly, I would say that ninety percent of the stuff that is covered in the first edition of this book um, can apply to multiple platforms. Honestly. Oh, yeah. And um, and now this this next book now this one here the advanced performance modifications this takes things to a whole nother level if you want to get into fabrication Jeep speed um, some serious next level stuff guys that, like the title says advanced performance modifications this gets into into building a stroker motor and beyond so this is definitely not for the tame of heart if you're going to get into a book like this you'd better know a few things about tools and mechanics and stuff like that because a lot of this is going to be over your head if you don't mm-hmm. now the first book he wrote definitely i recommend for just about any jeeper out there you know i was uh, it just dawned on me when i was plugging these things in for us to read in the show notes that uh, i could be stealing a lot of uh, from stock to wheeler information from this book i need right, to i need go. to go back to it and uh, <laughs> crack that thing open and uh, i probably am already stealing from it just love from, you eric <laughs> yeah probably i'm stealing from it already from just uh, from what i've read in the past but uh, i'm talking about direct copyright violations here and hey guys <laughs> it's if really you want to get stuff. your own copy just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash amazon and uh, like he said just look for eric zappi or advanced performance modifications for the xj and you'll be able to find that book very easily, and uh, trust me, they are very inexpensive. Wow, under, Josh, under you, twenty bucks. You found a good one here. Not yeah, that, I not did. that they're now, not all good, but I mean, this is this is really over the top. It really is. Now, when we, every now and again, guys, we we find um, in in our list an item that just kind of stands out, and typically it's it's either because it's such a cool item for a Jeep or because of its dollar value. Um, there was one holiday season that somebody had bought a 55 inch TV through Amazon and, and definitely oh, yeah. dropped a 
very large chunk of change through that um, and thinking of us while doing it and we couldn't be more happier. Um, this person did something very similar. They bought a very expensive item for their Jeep. Now, this is a Smittybilt 76851XRC rear bumper tire carrier uh, for the Jeep Cherokee XJ. The price tag on this one, $749.99. And of course, it comes with free shipping. Salute. It better. This thing is 249 pounds. This thing is a Good beast. God. This is the Swingway tire carrier version. So, yeah, I mean, this this has a lot of components to it, and it's a complete bumper system. So, yeah, this is uh, this is definitely going to uh, make your UPS guy very happy. Uh, it comes with a billet <laughs> handle with a cam lock system, so you know that thing's not going to go anywhere. Adjustable tire mount and safety catch that will hold the tire, uh, tire swing away open while parked or positioned at an angle. Very helpful for um, off-camber situations. Uh, jack mounts and a rack for gas can as well are included in this thing. And uh, like I oh said, guys, goodness. free shipping, $749. Somebody took the time to think of the Jeep Talk Show before buying a bumper for their Jeep. And uh, thank you very much for that. Now, guys, uh, yes, we're not going to get a, a whole lot out of that, obviously. I'm, I think we get paid on more on CDs than we do on anything yeah. else. So um, just to think, guys, uh, we're not going to see a whole lot of that at 749. <laughs> but nonetheless, we thank each and every one of you guys who uh, goes to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon uh, before making a purchase, and especially when it's one like this. Oh, but uh, it's great when you do it because we do get quite a bit more on the big purchases than we do on the little purchases. I mean, we probably got five bucks out of this thing, uh, but but man, that's five dollars more than we had. Plus, yeah. the the big thing, and I always say this: the big thing is you thought of us before you repurchased it, which is great. We really appreciate that. We just found out what you bought. Oh my god, I just can't believe that made it on the list. Well, if you'd hey, like folks. to get your item on the list, make sure you guys head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. We play this game, uh, well, what, about every three or four weeks. So uh, make sure you guys get your shopping in now. Hey, and don't forget, just another reminder to take our survey. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. Well, let's get over to some wheeling where. Josh, what do you got for us? Well, we've got the Ultra 4 Nationals coming up in Reno, Nevada. That's happening October 21st through the uh, 22nd. Guys, if you are into some serious off-road racing action, then you need to head over to ultra4racing.com to find out the schedule and when they're going to be around near you. These are the Nationals, guys, so this is when things are going to start getting serious. Uh, I don't think this is going to be televised, but if you guys want to get on the action, just head over to ultra4racing.com. And of course, this is an event we can't stop talking about. It's SEMA, guys, the uh, Special Equipment Manufacturers Association, guys. The October 31st through the 6th of November, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the one, the only. Everybody knows about it. It's SEMA. For more information, head over to SEMAshow.com. Hey, if you're watching us on YouTube, we want you to know that Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio-only format. Great to listen to while commuting or while working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, tuned in, Google Play, or like Goose did, iHeartRadio, and never miss an episode. Speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe with your money, your dollars, your moolah. Yes, you can contribute directly to the show via PayPal. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the orange button that says subscribe, and you can uh, select 25 cents uh, a week up to $1. Your account will be charged weekly. Cancel at any time, don't you dare. Any, even if you don't subscribe, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show. Hey, and did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on Apple iTunes? It's true. iTunes is a great free service, and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work. But we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we are recommending that all of you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day delay. You'll get the newest episode much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for the Jeep Talk Show, and hit that subscribe button. 
and never yeah, miss a great, funny, informative <laughs> podcast again. And never miss your cue in your show notes. <laughs> hey, remind, uh, we need to remind you guys uh, about subscribing to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. And uh, hey, every hundred subscribers we get, guys, we get a cookie. cookie. No, but all seriousness, uh, we definitely need the subscribers, guys. Let's go ahead and build that channel. Let's make it as big as we can. YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Hey, join the Jeep Talk Show team. We're looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media presence on the web. You can be part of the Jeep Talk Show social media voice. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. Thanks for all your uh, past help, Ted. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Wherever you're wheeling, if you're packing in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better, condition than we were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can keep our trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to trail- www.treadlightly.org. I need to practice that one. <laughs> hey, folks, <laughs> don't forget to follow me on my Jeep journey at www.mama.com. She bleeped herself. <laughs> <laughs> your mic cut out. Your mic cut out when you were saying Jeep. Uh, and hey, guys, if you want to find out uh, all the silly voices that are going on in my head and what they sound like, well, by all means, head over to thevoiceofjosh.com. I'm not kidding. Yeah, you go there right now and have some fun. Yep, yep. So you guys have a great Jeep week. We'll see you next Tuesday on the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. And I'm going to try and make it too. Good, good. We're going to hold you to that. See you later, alligators. Godspeed, Ted.